Hi, and welcome to a bonus episode of Angles, the Angler Advisors podcast. Last year, I was invited to speak on Asset TV about uh, advising foreign nationals as a financial advisor and what needs to be borne in mind. Um, the video clip is available on the video part of my website, but I'm going to uh, present the audio today in the form of a bonus podcast. Um, as you will hear, it's aimed a little bit more at advisors than um, the general public, but there's still some very useful information in there, I think, regarding the sort of stuff that foreign nationals face when they come here. Uh, one point of reference, during the conversation, uh, I reference a $5.5 million estate tax exemption um, since recording that has been increased to over $11 million, just uh, so you know. And in fact, it uh, does render the point I was making at the time even more salient. So here is my uh, interview on Asset TV from 2017. TV, I'm Maya Chung. Advising visa or green card holders can be complicated if you're unfamiliar with the specific financial, tax, and legal matters that may apply to these individuals. Here to tell us more about advising non-U.S. nationals is Simon Brady, founder and principal at Anglia Advisors. Thanks for joining us, Simon. Thanks for having me. So what are some of the first things that advisors need to think about when advising a client who's living and working in the U.S. on a green card or visa? I think uh, the first thing they really need to do is to recalibrate the conversation. Um, if uh, a client has recently arrived from a foreign country, they're less likely to be familiar with concepts like 401k, IRA, 529, the sort of acronyms that advisors throw out there expecting a client to at least have a certain understanding. And even a sophisticated uh, client from a foreign country may not understand those terms. Um, so the advisor should maybe take a step back when starting to uh, go through a plan with a client uh, and go into a little more detail about what the consequences are and what the ramifications are of these different types of investments. Um, also, uh, I think it's very important early on for the advisor to establish not just the immigration status of the client, are they here on a visa, if they are, what kind of visa are they on, a green card, but what their intentions are in terms of staying here. Are they here for a fixed period of time and then they're going to go back, they're going to bring their kids up here, they're going to retire here, um, and the clients are not always able to answer that, but... Um, that feeds through into some of the issues that we'll perhaps talk about a little later. What are some of the main issues that impact foreign nationals that uh, U.S. citizens might not be facing? The, a client's non-citizenship uh, can be very pervasive into a lot of different areas of their life. It can affect their credit, it can affect their, uh, the availability of life insurance, can even affect their ability to save for college. But there are three primary areas um, where a foreign national and an advisor to a foreign national need to be careful. Uh, the first is income taxes. Um, the U.S. is one of only two or three countries in the world that taxes its um, citizens and residents on their worldwide income. Uh, 
the advisor needs to establish quickly whether this client is a resident or non-resident for income tax purposes, and there's a test that you can go through. The vast majority of clients will be classified as a resident for income tax purposes, and that means that they have to put on their U.S. tax return the uh, bank account in Belgium, the rental property in London, um, if they're getting paid any bonuses from Japan, um, all has to go on the U.S. tax return. Um, the second big issue, and this is the one that is potentially the most catastrophic if it gets messed up, is estate planning. Um, the uh, IRS does not treat non-citizens the same way as it treats U.S. citizens for purposes of estate planning. So there's another test, different from the income tax test, that determines whether you are uh, a resident or non-resident for estate planning purposes. And this is a very subjective test, and this is where I was talking about earlier, where it's important whether the client has any intention of leaving um, or whether where the center of their life is at one point. The IRS will determine that, and that will determine whether they're um, resident, non-resident for estate tax purposes. If they are uh, resident, then when they die, their worldwide assets are gathered together in order to see if we reach the, uh, the exemption. If they're non-resident for um, state tax purposes, they may very well not have the $5.5 million exemption that you and I have. It could potentially be as low as $60,000 on US-based assets before they start having to pay 40% estate tax. So this filters through into an advisor's um, decision as to whether to talk to the client, for instance, about buying a property here. Um, if they're only subject to $60,000 exemption and they buy a million-dollar property, it could be catastrophic if they if they pass away. Um, the third big element is overseas account reporting. Now, this applies to everybody, not just non-citizens. It applies to Americans as well. But obviously, someone from a foreign country is more likely to have accounts overseas with their names on it. Um, and most of these accounts need to be disclosed separate from the tax return on uh, separate documentation, additional filings. Um, and the penalties for non-compliance for that can be absolutely brutal, anything up to 50% of what's in the account. Uh, if they deem it to be willful, there could even be jail time involved. So the advisor um, needs to understand and investigate what kind of assets the client is holding outside the country and whether these assets are going to be subject to that, uh, to that legislation or not. Okay, interesting. So then does it make it easier if you're a foreign national who's moved to the U.S. and plans to stay here to kind of close all those accounts out? Or does it is it more complicated when you're trying to maintain residences or accounts in two different places? You've got to juggle it. Um, because on the one hand, yes, if you cleaned out all your accounts overseas and brought everything over here, you would have less of an issue with the overseas account reporting, but you would suddenly have an issue potentially with the estate tax. Um, so if you bring all your assets over here and you're still subject to that very, very low exemption for estate tax and you die, your estate is going to get massacred. Um, and so you, you really shouldn't let, the advisor shouldn't let tax considerations drive this stuff. I mean, it's um, people who come here with the intention of staying a very long time, you know, gradually may move their assets over. But a lot of people, when they come here, they don't know. I came over 
on a two-year contract in, in, you know, in, in late 1980s. So, I mean, it's, it's not always predictable. So what's the biggest piece of advice you could give to financial advisors who are advising non-U.S. national clients? I think they need to get themselves up to speed on uh, the kind of things that I've been talking about. Um, while uh, an advisor doesn't need to be a tax expert or um, uh, an immigration professional, um, it is important in order to avoid giving potentially very dangerous advice to a client uh, that an advisor is somewhat aware of this overlay of different legislation that affects foreign nationals. Um, and in order to help that advisor get there, uh, the second piece of advice I would give would be to make sure that in their uh, group of allied professionals and centers of influence they have around them to whom they turn and to whom they can send their clients, that included in that group is um, our specialists in the fields of international taxation, uh, insurance, immigration, uh, and estate planning, estate planning in particular. Um, not all accountants, state planning attorneys um, are particularly comfortable with this set of uh, rules. And uh, it's important for the advisor to seek out professionals who are competent in that field. Okay, great. Well, thanks for joining us today, Simon. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure. And thank you for joining us today from our studios in New York. I'm Maya Chung for Asset TV.